This is Pivot Perspectives with Chris O'Byrne, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on their road to success and get exclusive access on how to implement their success into your life and business. Pivot Perspectives is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Chris O'Byrne. All right. So welcome, Chuki. I'm really glad to have you here today. Um, excited to ask you a few questions and dig a little bit deeper into your life and uh, then talk about the Steinberg Sports Academy. Starting off, what was your childhood like and how did you get into football? And are there any stories you can share? I, you know, as a young kid, I didn't really have any vision of playing football. I started playing football in high school because I went to a prep school about an hour north of New York City called Trinity Pauling, small private boys school. And because the school was so small, there is no physical education class. And so each student's required to participate in a sport, either recreationally or competitively in every season. And me being originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and having an affinity for our football team, that was a natural choice back when I was 13. Uh, up until that point, when I was a freshman in high school, I never played football. You know, my my passion for sports really did start at a young age when I was living in Pittsburgh, growing up in a, in a difficult home where my parents weren't getting along. And sports was my, my you know, relief. That's how I used to, you know, get away from all of this stuff that was happening at home, you know, at home as a child felt really unimportant. And when I was with the team, when I was outside, maybe just with my brothers, you know, playing sports with my friends in the neighborhood, I felt a deep sense of self-worth and I actually loved myself when I was playing sports. And that was my, that's where my connection to sports really started. You know, at that age, you know, back I was back when I was seven years old, I decided that this feeling of self-worth and, and love for myself, really enjoying being me when I was playing sports is what made me decide I wanted to play professional sports when I grew up. It wasn't always football, though. I just, you know, only had the experience of playing baseball until I got to high school. And then football, it seemed to be a more natural fit. And so made the switch at that point. So how did you do in high school like compared to the other players? What kind of player were you like at that time? I've never been the best player on my team at any level in any sport ever. I wasn't a very good high school football player, to be honest. I, I didn't think so. I, I, I wanted to be. And that desire to, to be better, you know, always really pushed me to perform to my best. But I was literally not recruited by any school in this country, period. Nobody came looking for me. I, after my junior season, you know, with my desire to play football at a higher level, I decided to take matters into my own hands and went to the computer lab. You know, so this is 1995. So we're talking about computer labs before everybody was carrying a computer in their pocket. And I just took it upon myself to write or type a letter to every single Division 1A school in America just to let them know that I was there. And, you know, playing at such a small school that 
didn't have a reputation for producing Division I football players at that time. I just wanted to make them aware that we're here, up here in Dutchess County, New York, and, and I really love to, to offer the value of myself as an athlete to your, to your football team. You know, long story short, a lot of different things happened um, after I, I took the initiative to reach out to schools myself. And I ended up with one scholarship offer, and that was to Purdue University. Not a bad choice, you know, being a Big Ten team. And not only that, I was extremely grateful because even though I put in all that effort and, you know, I did hear back from some schools and, you know, had some activity, only had one offer. And that's all I was looking for was one opportunity. And so took that opportunity. And when I got to college, I made a decision that I was going to push to really find out how good, how good can I be? How good can I be at this? Now that I have this opportunity to play, you know, in what's now known as a power five conference in college football, I wanted to really see if I had a limit and only to find out that there really are no limits, only the ones we create in our minds. So. So what was your college experience like, not only on the field, but off the field? Well, I, I was very focused on my objective of becoming a professional athlete. Again, I made that decision when I was seven. And so that's, that was always the plan. And so in college, I was, you know, I, I didn't get as involved in the social activities. I mean, I did, but my focus was always, you know, making sure that I was prepared to do what I had to do as an athlete. And that included academically because it is called college football. So making sure that my eligibility was intact was always a priority in really taking care of myself physically, mentally, and, you know, in terms of my preparation, making sure that I was able to perform in practice, be able to perform in the games and, you know, going in with that attitude, especially after all that I went through just to get the opportunity to play college. I was very focused my first year. Uh, I redshirted and didn't play in 1996. In 1997, we changed uh, coaching staffs. And I was the only freshman starter on that Purdue football team in 1997. And so, you know, all of that effort and focus I put in, you know, as a 17-year-old kid uh, redshirting and then really pushing myself to impress the new coaching staff, you know, afforded me the opportunity to be a starter at 18 uh, on, you know, on the offensive line. Started four years in at Purdue, all four uh, years of eligibility. I was the starter. I was a starter on the offensive line. Uh, I was an all-conference player uh, in 1998 as a sophomore when I was 19. I uh, was, you know, played in the Hula Bowl All-Star Game, the NCAA official All-Star Game after my senior year, uh, a year in which I helped Purdue win a Big Ten championship in a Rose Bowl berth, and all of which led to me getting drafted into the NFL. So, you know, my college, that, that turning point going from high school to college and really focusing in on my greater goal, that was, that was the point in time where, you know, my life started to materialize in the way that I saw it when I was seven. It's like now what I've been, you know, dreaming about and imagining for so long started to actually come to life. 
you know, I mean, these things take time. Rome isn't built in a day. So, you know. So you, you said you never really were the best in any of the teams that you were on, yet you went on to become a Super Bowl champ. So what was it that you did to, to be a great player? It's, it's all about mental and emotional discipline. You know, as a, with the work I do now uh, with basic instructions and, you know, neurolinguistics, coaching on you know, executive mindset functions, and more importantly, emotional discipline. You know, I was never the best player on my team. I mean, think about some of the guys I played with in college. People like Drew Brees, like Matt Light, a three-time Super Bowl champion with the Patriots. You know, Brandon Gorin, two-time Super Bowl pa- champion. And I was the shortest guy. I was not the biggest. I was definitely the strongest, but I wasn't the biggest. And I consider myself to be like the heartbeat, the emotional leader. Mm-hmm. and really helping to get guys fired up and focused on a greater mission, bringing everyone together and really taking on a natural leadership role in that way. And I think that that really made a difference. I imagine that, you know, with the, as inquisitive as NFL scouting departments are, I would like to think that that trait of emotional leadership played into you know, the Steelers desire to bring me onto their team and into their organization. So to me, it's, it's all, you know, it all comes down to understanding the internal functions of how we create our results. The same passion that led me to write those letters, you know, brought that into every single thing I did as a college athlete. And I believe that we as, as human beings need to think at a higher level than just the physical sports. You think so much about the physical body, but the mind is what runs the physical body. (laughs) And so to me, it's really focusing on mindset and learning how to, you know, fire up your emotions and be able to focus them towards a positive goal and, you know, really bring that energy to the rest of the team so that they can, you know, follow suit and do the same led us to a big 10 championship. So I think it was a good, I think it was a good, a a good strategy on my part. Yeah. And quite a bit of maturity as well. You know, we, we know what colleges can be like for probably most students. It's, it's all about the partying. So there was definitely a higher level of maturity there. So what was, what's, what's the process of getting into the NFL? What did you have to do to get into the NFL? Well, it's like I've told uh, other college football players who have mentored in the past who are looking for opportunities to play at the next level. Just to be succinct about it, what I always advise those guys, especially, you know, guys that went to Purdue, I'll say, you recognize that you need to become an NFL player if you want to get picked. And some piece that used to be a little bit of a head scratcher. And so you got to understand on draft day, they're picking about 240 guys in any given year. There's at least 10, 11,000 college football seniors and everybody in the draft is not a senior. And so in order to get noticed, in order to make yourself noticeable, you have to exhibit tremendous value to your team 
to the point where you stand out. When somebody mentions your, you know, when another team is scouting Purdue football, are they mentioning your name as part of the what their what their def? If you're if you're an offensive player, are they warning the defense about you? Are they talking about the difference maker that you are for your team? And so you have to develop your mind. You have to decide that this is who I am, not who I'm going to be. It's, this, you can't wait until you get drafted. You've got to exhibit the behaviors. You've got to take on the attitudes, the beliefs, as if you are uh, an NFL player right now. I've never seen somebody make it to the next level who didn't believe they could. And so that's where it really starts is if you have to, if you want to become an NFL player in the, in the sense of how the world sees you outside, you've got to become one inside first. And so that's what I would say you need to do to make it to the, to the next level. Got it. So then what, how does that process work? So a scout found you and you got signed up and, how, how does it work from that aspect? Yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs of how uh, professional sports scouting goes. I know that, you know, throughout my college career, there was, you know, you'd always see uh, regional scouts from different NFL teams come into practice. Over time, you get to know some of the guys because they're just around. And, you know, I continue to perform, of course. You know, having Drew Brees as your quarterback, he puts a lot of eyes on on those TV screens on Saturday afternoons. So, you know, playing with playing with Drew really gave a lot of us more exposure, you know, because everyone's watching, watching him because he's so good and he's so entertaining. But we were there, too. I mean, quarterback doesn't have time to throw without us. So everybody saw, you know, the value that we brought and how we were able to uh, enable Drew to be as good as he was. And I think that that, you know, however, whatever process the scouting departments go through, you know, I, I made sure I played to a level where I, they could not, they, they had to notice me. So, and then everything else just kind of fell into place, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So are there any events or stories from your time in the NFL that helped you to grow into the person and the leader that you are today? It, 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 in the end, the NFL experience is just an extension of my seven-year-old experience. It's all one thing in my mind. And so the lesson is what, whatever's, you know, I was having trouble at home. And so I had to let go of that past in order to focus on where I wanted to go. And, you know, things were so difficult at home that I made this decision very early in life. And I never took my eye off of that objective. And so once you get, you know, going through the process of creating the opportunity in college and then eventually going home to my hometown team, the, the Steelers, you continue to push to see how good can I be? You know, some people, I played in the NFL for eight years. Some people don't make it in the NFL eight days. So, you know, every single day, it was a continuation of pushing to see how good can I be? New guys are coming in every year. 
And so you start to, you know, see how much more valuable, how much more of that fire that I brought to Purdue, how can I bring that here to the Steelers, which eventually, you know, just like our team won a championship in college, you know, I was part of a team that won a world championship, winning the Super Bowl with the Steelers. So, you know, really connecting with what's going on internally. What is your vision for yourself, for your life beyond the game? Remember, we as people play the sport. The sport doesn't play us. Sport's not who you are. It's something that you do. And in order to be able to do anything at that level, whether it's business or sports, you've got to, if you want to have any impact on what's going on around you, you must focus on improving what's going on within you because the mind commands the body, the mind commands, the body obeys. So, you know, the biggest thing that sticks out from my time in the NFL is, you know, the emotions that I experienced after ultimately achieving the biggest goal I I had in life up to that point. And so, you know, a lot of times people will say to me like, wow, you mean you were born, born in Pittsburgh, you played for the Steelers and you won the Super Bowl. That is incredible. You know, I always wonder what would that feel like to win the Super Bowl? I bet it feels spectacular, right? Well, yeah, it, it's a feeling. It's, in the, it's, it's a feeling that we all already know deep down, a feeling that you're really intimately familiar with. We all have memories. So just go back in your memory to those times that gave you the butterflies, the feeling of excitement in your stomach, the moments that made your pulse racing, your breath shallow, you hear your heart beating in your ears. See those things now. Things that took you to levels of pleasure, fulfillment, and satisfaction that feel so right, it almost feels wrong. You know what I'm talking about? So if you can imagine a memory just like this, when you know exactly what it feels like to win the Super Bowl, what's really interesting about that moment when I had this experience? You know, you're hugging your, your teammates in celebration, you know, see, hearing the clicking and the flashing of the cameras. I look up into the stands and see, you know, through all that confetti falling, seeing the tears of joy running down the faces of the Steeler Nation faithful and, and just feeling it like electricity going through my body. Like this is I didn't know I could feel this good. But all of a sudden in that moment, I just stopped and thought to myself, is this it? Is, is this the height of positive emotional vibration that I'm going to feel? I mean, I was 27. And just with that joy also came a wondering if the rest of life is going to be downhill. And the question, you know, the question you asked me is how does this connect to the leader I am now? It's the basis of what I do is to give each and every person that feeling in their life, to keep that feeling I had that day and keep it alive every day. Why can't I feel like that all the time? Why can't we as human beings create that Super Bowl sensation in, in, our, in our careers, in our businesses, in our lives, in our relationships and families? And that is what the basic instructions is all about. So think about it. I've talked a lot about mind and emotions. That's exactly what I coach companies on. That's exactly what I coach business leaders on. It's exactly what I did to reach my highest level of success as an athlete. That's my, I wanted the actual Super Bowl, but that whatever would give you that sensation is what I call your Super Bowl level result. 
It has nothing to do with football. Football is a human experience. The thing is, the joy, the pageantry, all of the pomp and circumstance, the energy of the NFL, there's no reason why each and every one of us cannot bring that same sensation into our life and business. And that, that after having that experience of actualizing my biggest goal, my mission in life is to show everybody how to do the same thing and that it's not difficult. It's basic instructions. And if you stick to them, you have that Super Bowl feeling, not just once, but as the paradigm, the new vibration of your life and business. So recently you were uh, involved and you participated in one of the Steinberg football camps. Um, mm -hmm. What do you feel were the most important aspects of that camp? What, what was that like? And, and, and what do you think it was like for the kids that were involved in it? I, you know, I can't imagine. I never had the opportunity as a as a kid to to do anything like this. You know, I think the biggest the biggest thing is that it was the basics, fundamentals, and that if you want to achieve the type of success that you know I was blessed to have achieved as an athlete, you have to master the fundamentals. You have to master the fundamentals, and you have to work on them tirelessly. Probably, you know, for some of those kids for the next decade plus. And so it was really good to get away from, you know, just thinking about the spectacular uh, ability of, of football players to really show these kids that each and every one of them, if they master the, the basics of the sport, continue to focus and develop, keep their eyes on who they want to be, that they can achieve the same level of success that those of us, you know, as NFL alumni who participated in this event, we're not, we're really no different than them and that there's nothing that we've accomplished that they can't accomplish. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It was, it was great to be there and to see what that was like. It was actually my first experience with something like that. And yeah, those, those kids were just, and especially the afterward when they, when I was watching them leave and they were getting, you know, their shirt signed and other, other things and getting a chance to just interact. They really were, you could just see the, the difference in their face. They were so pumped up and mm -hmm. uh, they just, they felt more confident. Uh, that really it. stood out to me. That they, that yeah. they, be they believe they can. That's more important than the athletic ability. That's what got me drafted. That yeah. belief think about it. Yeah, it that's that's how i got there is that you know having a level of consecration in my abilities that i can do this and so that was really you know what i wanted to impart upon those kids that you can be do and have whatever you want if you follow the basics the basic instructions learn the fundamentals yeah. and stick and stick to it and you have exactly what you want. Football or any other sport or any other endeavor. So this leads into the, the Steinberg Sports Academy. Uh, you know, from what you know of it, because it, it, it's, it's coming up. It, it hasn't even, you know, had their first classes yet. There's some pretty grand visions of what that's going to look like. It's, there's going to be building. There will be buildings there at the uh, building park in Mesa. Um, what are your thoughts about that academy and, and what that is going to mean 
for the for the kids primarily. Well, you know, being a, a private school kid myself, you know, going to a preparatory school, there are different pluses to going to a smaller privatized uh, institution where the curriculum is more expansive than what you would get just going to a regular high school. And so, you know, with the Steinberg name, you know, attached to this institution, you know, Steinberg is synonymous with excellence in sports. So any, any kid who goes to the school who wants to have, you know, a professional sports experience, you know, I imagine that the culture of the school, you know, along mm-hmm. with the curriculum, which is, you know, goes beyond the ABCs and one, two, threes, is really understanding the mentality and the culture of professional sports and helping these kids to develop that within themselves at an early age. Not all of them are going to go pro. But again, all of them can adopt that mindset, the discipline and focus, learn the mental and emotional disciplines to achieve excellence in sports. And once they learn that, which they will at the Steinberg Academy, that mindset and emotional discipline to achieve world-class results will transfer into everything and anything they do. And so that's where I see you know, this, this institution being a real difference maker for a lot of different people who are looking to find out what their potential is, not just in football, but in life overall. Great. Well, thank you for joining me today, Chuki. The, uh, a lot of good insights in what you had to say. I appreciate how you dug in a little bit deeper on those questions. And mm-hmm. um, I think this is going to be very, very good for a lot of people. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, that's one of my, you know, when you think about what I'm doing with this business, is that's the whole point, is we as a society, people in general, get so caught up in the physical aspect of sports or physical aspect of life it's sometimes it's not sports sometimes it's just the way things look on the surface you know how you connecting yourselves to big names whether it be people or companies but in reality it's all about how you see yourself do you believe that like if, if you're a startup and you and you have an idea of doing something in the tech space and you don't believe that you're that you have the ability or your idea is good enough to compete with the Googles and Apples, well then you never will. And it's because of you. It's not because of anything else. It's because you don't necessarily believe it. And so that's what it comes down to is if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be the president, if you want to be a CEO, it's the same process. I, I mean, have you ever seen somebody who achieved that high level in business who didn't believe they could do it? And so that, yeah. that's, 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 we need to get back to the basics of who we are as human, as, as not who we are, what we are as human beings. And understand that whatever your results you want in life, whether it's to win the Super Bowl or make a million dollars, you're in control. And it's a lot less complex than it may seem. 
kind of like getting home from Oz for, for Dorothy, getting back to Kansas, it looked complex, but it actually wasn't. Getting to that high level in business and sports, it looks complex, but the success is simple if you know the basic instructions. Success is simple. People are complex. And so my whole purpose, my my vision for my, is to simplify it, simplify success. And, and so that people can just follow basic instructions to get their Super Bowl level result, whether that's in their relationships, whether that's in their health and fitness, in their relationship with their higher power or in their career. It's the same feeling. You know? Yeah. So where can people go to learn more about basic instructions? You can go to my website, which is chukiokobi.com or basicinstructions.com, which both go to the same site and learn Very more easy. about, yeah, learn more about, you know, my services as a, as a trainer, corporate leadership trainer and a motivational speaker. In the same way I brought that fire to my team at Purdue, same way I brought that passion to my team in Pittsburgh. That's what I want to bring to your company too. So awesome. Thank you for coming on today. I appreciate it. All right. No problem. No problem at all. Thanks for listening to Pivot Perspectives with your host, Chris O'Byrne. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advice on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode. 